Welcome back to the Midweek Debrief, Season 3. I'm Jasper, and I ride a black Triumph Scrambler 900. Here's how it sounds. I'm Jed, and I ride a straight pipe Triumph Bonneville. Here's how it sounds. Join us each week as we catch up, discuss the latest headlines in the biking world, tackle a topic and answer your questions. We also have some exciting guest interviews lined up for this season, so stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Motone Customs. If you're like us and you're always looking for the next custom part for your bike, Motone has loads on offer, from headlight to taillight and everything in between. With daily worldwide dispatch, Motone are here to cater for all your custom needs. Check out what's on offer at www.motone.co.uk. Welcome back to season three, episode one. Jasper, it's been a while. How are you doing? I know, I know. It's so good to be back on the podcast. I'm very well. I'm very well. The seasons have changed since we last yeah. recorded and a lot has happened. So yeah, itching to get back and, and talk all things bikes. How, well, how have things been with you? Really good. I mean, now it's sort of jacket and t-shirt territory. It really the is. The weather has really changed since we were last on uh, Behind the Mic. It's just got good. It really has. So we've, we're recording this on, we've just had the coronation, the King's coronation. Yes. And we've had two bank holidays back to back. You've been out riding? Of course. Yeah. I've been making the most of every ounce of sunshine. Um, even today, to be honest, when it was supposed to be raining, it's held off most of the day, which has been fantastic. And I think it's the perfect way to kick off the biking season. It's so good. Now let's get straight into it. Your, your bike has had a few changes, hasn't it? Yes. So all of you know that I've been blabbering on about changing bits on my bike for long enough. And now I've actually um, decided to go ahead with some changes. So the Bonnie has finally had its pipes done. So how did this come about? So, well, I'd, I'd been speaking to a few different manufacturers here and there and getting quotes. You know how it is. You sort of, you shop around and I wanted to support someone local um, rather than outsource it to a big manufacturer or something. A friend of ours had reached out to someone who we know quite well. Uh, who's a bit of a fabricator and a builder and he said yeah i can do it and i thought this is perfect so i went over to him give him a quick plug that's stib night moto so it used to be danner's auto <laughs> and those of you who've been to the Malay events you'll know him for the, the crazy turbo mt07 uh motocross bike that he rides there so dropped the bike with him and he was like yeah don't worry leave it with me i'll get some bends ordered i'll get some pipe ordered all stainless and uh we'll get cracking so i was like cool so um Probably only a few days later, he already started sending me mock-ups. He had like the headers made up and um, he's got the pipes, different angles on the bike and we're going through it and backwards and forwards and managed to settle on the the sort of layout that I wanted. Mm. And uh, it took, all in all, it was just over a week, the turnaround. Yeah. In and out. He did that. He fitted my, so I've got a scrambler rear master cylinder, which I got a few. Yeah. Which relocates the fluid reservoir from behind the side cover down to the peg. So now I've got that clearance for the pipes to run through. And the heat's not going to affect the braking. Um, so yeah, with that all in place, he dropped the bike off back to me. I picked it up from North London, wheeled it out of the van and just blown away. So it's the two shotgun pipes straight through, brushed finish, no welds. And yeah, I'm chuffed. Yeah, I know. They look amazing. But am I right in thinking that you may have sort of melted your boot or something? Or- <laughs> yeah, so they do get quite hot. So he did a really good job of keeping them close to the bike. So... When I'm riding normally, normal jeans and stuff, I've got about an inch and a half, two inches of clearance to my leg. So I don't really feel the heat. It gets a bit warm, but I don't feel the heat. Yeah. 
But the day I picked them up, I had ridden into Greenwich to do some stuff and then it happened to rain in the afternoon. So I had to put my waterproof on. Now they're quite loose and flappy. and yeah. So anyway, so I rode back to East London from Greenwich, got off the bike and I looked at the exhausts feeling quite chuffed and then noticed this sort of melted drip of black plastic down the side of them, which was of course my waterproof trousers. Um, so lesson learned, I need to sort of tape my, taper my waterproofs in but because they're brushed, he gave me some sandpaper and I just rebrushed them. And now, now new. they're not just straight piped, are they? They've got, he's put yeah. baffles in, right? So I wanted baffles in it. So I had the option of quietening down and also just for added back pressure um, to increase performance. So I basically just got some universal baffles off the internet and he just drilled two six more holes on the inside of the pipe. So they slot in, have a grub screw that holds them in place. And uh, yeah, I can just take those in and out. So I'll probably have those out for the beach race. Yeah, because I why think, not? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's I think that's <laughs> perfect. No, I think it sounds really good and it's cool. And I love it how one little quirk obviously is that the end, the pipes end and then there's your rear shock and your rear yeah. shock's just getting blasted with carbon deposits. Yeah, so it is. It was already black, but it's now even more black. Matte it's, black. It's matte black. It's yeah. matte black now. Okay, your modifications don't end there though. The pipes are obviously the most exciting thing. Finally, you got yourself a new rear tire. Yes, finally, you, my square I, TKC. I've never seen a TKC that bold before. I mean, it's almost slick. Yeah, it was just above the wear marker, so it was just legal, yeah. but it was very square. So, uh, yeah, new TKC on the back of the bike. Handles like it should now. Yeah. I've had the peg down for the first time this weekend since last summer. So that's a great feeling. I, I respect you that. I think I said that the other day. You were, you'd pulled up outside my place and your chicken strips or lack thereof were so small and i was like how has this happened already because uh, normally people when they put new tires on you know they ease into it and it just takes a while yeah uh but you obviously didn't hold back at all no well i was quite fortunate this tire was already pre-scrubbed in oh, okay so i didn't have to worry about that new tire and it was pre-scrubbed in from the malay beach wasn't it the beach and the mile and the mile okay yeah, yeah perfect. so it was on a friend's SV650 as a front tire. Yeah. <laughs> it goes in the back of the bonnet. It's like the perfect break-in for a That's tire. That's it, yeah. Now, tell us about your visit to Ace Classics, because I haven't heard about that yet. Oh, uh, yes. Because okay. I'm being professional. I'm not, so, I haven't forgotten anything. No, no, no. You've been really good. So, I paid a visit to Ace Classics. So, I'm, I'm working around Greenwich most of the time, and Ace Classics isn't too far. It was about 15 minutes. Yeah. So, after work, I think it was on Thursday afternoon, I just thought I'd swing by there and have a look, because... The sort of goal for my bike is to turn it into a desert sled. Yeah. And Ace Classic sells all the parts for um, Classic Triumphs. Every single Classic Triumph you can think of, they've built some incredible bikes. They've got some really cool desert sleds. They've just finished building an exact copy of the Steve McQueen Great Escape bike. Mm. Um, it's like a one-for-one -one copy. It's identical, which is going to be used in some uh, movie stuff soon. Um, so I went in there. Just are, they, are they nice guys in there? Was, was it yeah, like? they're really friendly. The guy's really friendly. He's always helpful. It's yeah. sort of, the shop isn't like a showroom as such. Mm. There's bikes and there's parts everywhere, but it's sort of like people's mail orders and stuff kicking oh, I around. Like that. And, I like that. So it's not, it's rugged. It's rugged. And there's like a tin of biscuits on the side <laughs> and you just go in and have a biscuit and chat about bikes. And he took me out the back and he just, he had one of the desert sleds out the back there that he'd sort of been wow. finishing up. And it's all, all the paint's been like aged purposefully. So it looks like an original. How do they do that? I'm not entirely sure. I know in some cases you can you can put wax on it, and then when you paint over, the wax allows the paint to rub away, so you get like scuffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah as it were. But he was saying to me that most of the parts on this particular bike are original '60s desert sled parts. Wow. There's just a couple of bits. The tank when they painted it, they had to age it, and the exhausts they aged. Yeah. But it's it's like almost identical to that Hello Engine mm. um, desert sled with the tiger on the side of the tank and that golden. Yeah, yeah beautiful, stunning bike. 
And is that for a customer, is, is that going to go on the road or? That's one of their oh, it's bikes, for them. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, cool. And um, that'll be for sale or something. It'll probably be for sale at some stage. Yeah. But they'll, they'll, uh, they'll probably end up bringing it to, well, it was at Bike Shed Show um, last year, oh, right. that bike. Decent. So cool. But yeah. So I, I went there just to try out a seat. Yeah. Because I want that desert said seat with the, the sort of kick up at the, the tail end. The, yeah, I know the exact. Yeah. And the curve that follows the rear mudguard. So yeah, I went there and we basically just, he was like, brought me out a tray of Allen keys, oily Allen keys, and I just got stuck in. I took my seat off and we put this one on and we're eyeing it up and saying what could be done. So yeah, that's that's the next thing for me. So are they able to make you a seat then? They, they won't make me a seat. They'll no. probably sell me the seat they offer yeah. and then I'll have to go to someone like Dan at Stib Night and oh, okay. get the brackets that are on there cut off and adapted and, you know, get it, have it, have it, have fitted. it fitted essentially, yeah. And it's obviously got that kind of kick at the back. What's that going to mean for a pillion? Well, I think it's long enough. Is so it? it's, it's, it's the same length as my current seat. So a pillion can squeeze in there. Okay, perfect. And it will stop them sliding off the back. Yeah, that'd be so nice. Like a, like a mini sissy bar. Yeah, that's it. Um, that's really cool. Now, when your bike was with Stib Knight having its pipes done, yeah. your Suzuki SV650 yeah. got brought out of the garage, didn't it? Oh, yes. So how long had that spent just undercover? Because I know that the headlights weren't working and, yeah. and then it... It was dirty and it was just left, wasn't it? It was hibernating. Yeah, it was hibernating. To of put it in a good way, yeah. At least, at least it was in the garage, not out in the elements. That's it, yeah. So it was, it was tucked away in the garage because the headlights weren't working. So and it was the winter, so by the time I'd come back in the evenings, I've got no lighting in my garage, so I couldn't really work on it. It was getting dark so early, so I thought, you know, the the Bonnie's just going to have to be my my winter steed yeah. for this year, which it was, and it, it did it superbly. It really did. But um, yeah, so I had to dig it out. So I had a new battery on it. Um, check the fluid levels and stuff, gave it a wash and I've been on the SV and that's been uh, fun. So what was it like getting back on it? Because obviously that was a bike that you had kind of commuted on, you'd done a fair bit of riding on and then obviously you you jump onto the Bonnie and then the SV's left for a while and then you get back on it. What's it like? Well, it's eye-opening. Yeah. It's, it's eye-opening as to how underpowered the Triumphs are Yeah. and then just how quickly you can get used to having the power. So when I was jumping back on the SV, I was you know, getting naught to 60 considerably faster than I was. And, you know, you get up to it in second gear. Yeah. And the Triumph, I'm rattling through the gears just to get up to 60 and then I'm cruising. But, um, no, it's really good to be back on the Suzuki and it's it's got me even more excited for um, the end of the month and the TT and stuff. So let's talk about that very quickly yes. because that's another bit of news, isn't it? That, yeah. needs to be, that needs to be discussed. So for those of you who don't know, we're heading up to the Isle of Man for the TT, which is a very famous race. And we're heading up at the end of the month for a week we're going yep. up a small group of us and it's going to be a lot of fun now we had talked about it before because we had said well which bikes you know in an ideal world yeah. you take something that's super quick running road tires and neither of our bikes really fit that brief yeah so what have you done so well i've done a thing and the thing i've done is i've managed to secure a triumph speed triple rr 1200 for the tt kindly from triumph so they're delivering the bike to me on the 26th which works out quite well because that's when I dropped my bike at Bike Shed Show. Another thing we can talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll be using that to get to there and back. And then we leave for the TT on the 31st. So yeah, it's going to be seriously cool. Now, how are you feeling about riding that bike? Because that will be, if I'm not mistaken, the fastest be, bike you've ever ridden. That will be the fastest bike I've ever ridden. And, and it's, it's pumping out what? 160 horsepower? 180 horsepower? 180. 180 horsepower. 186, I think, if you want to get, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's more than double the SV. It's exactly. Yeah. It's a huge amount of horse, uh, a huge amount more horsepower than I'm used to, but it's got all the electronic aids. 
So you've got cornering uh, stability control and traction control, and you've got anti-wheelie assist and quick shift, auto blip. You know, it's got every single gadget you All need on gizmos, a bike. Yeah. Probably even heated grips built in. Not that I'm going to need them. But well, for once, you can enjoy the heated grips. enjoy the heated grips, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's going to be exciting. I'm just sort of working out my luggage system for this trip, and it's going to probably be a huge rucksack. Yeah, it's always tricky when you do when you do trips where you need, you know, you've got to get from A to B yeah. to get there. Um, obviously, when, what we're doing is not really touring. You know, we've got to get up there, then we can dump the bags and, exactly, and yeah. give it the beans. So I think it's probably fair to say that your trip from London to Liverpool to get the ferry won't yeah. be the most comfortable but i think i'll be enjoying the ride so much i'll forget about the we'll we'll, we'll work our way around it i think we'll work yeah. our way around it 100 percent. worst case scenario just head on the tank and just yeah head down and head, just get head at it. down exactly no i think it's gonna be really cool i'm i'm gonna be on my scrambler hopefully well yes let's get into this so you've got a bit of a story oh, to tell well i've got a sort of a lack of news because i haven't really been riding that much and basically what happened was my bike has done about sixteen thousand miles, yeah, and I haven't actually had it properly serviced since I bought it uh, last summer, yeah, and or actually pretty much exactly a year ago. And this was my second bike after I'd had the crash, yada yada. And I knew it needed a major service, and I knew it needed the valve clearances checked, yeah. And that's not in theory a big job, but it was for me. Whoa, so this is. Basically, I've dropped it off. The mechanic has, in theory, sorted it out. Oil change, had the brakes done, taken my Hyde Now K60 Scouts off and put TKC80 tyres on there, yeah. which is awesome, and also done the valve clearance checks. Now, when I picked the bike up, I rode off, and it was like, whoop, and backfiring, wasn't running right. Yeah. And so I pulled up, and I said, and I went back to the guy, and I said, no, we're going to have to check this out. This is just not... You know, it's not, it's not quite, right. It's yeah. just not quite right. And and I think that is quite common. It can happen. Like at the end of the day, I'm so I ride that bike every day. You get so used and to I it. I know yeah. I know what it's like when it's running well. Yeah. And within within milliseconds, it wasn't I knew it was off. So I took it back and uh basically I haven't had the bike for three weeks. Yeah, it's turned into a real ordeal. It's turned into a real ordeal. So basically, to cut a long story short, the bike's had a problem which the mechanics have had uh trouble diagnosing but because it, because the problem occurred whilst it was on their bench they've yeah. they've been sort of trying to work out what's happened and so yeah it's basically been three weeks of kind of waiting in anticipation hoping that i can get on the bike yeah and the reason it's now kind of nail biting is because it's this weekend coming up that is the Mali beach race yeah and tomorrow is tuesday and that's that is pretty much like the last opportunity I can, I, I have to get it back yeah. before kind of getting myself and the bike ready for the race. Well, the last window of opportunity is going to be Friday morning, essentially, before we leave to go down to Margate. That's like the last time you can get the bike. Yeah, because every time they they check something new or they adjust something to put it back together, they have to order new parts, you know, new gasket, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So it's not as simple as like, oh, let's just check that and then see if it runs. And to order parts you know it takes 48 hours or whatever yeah and we've discussed this it's like if i don't have my scrambler for the beach race there aren't that many i haven't got that <laughs> no. many options to be honest in terms of what i can ride i have got a mongrel 125 but i would just be humiliated to have to take that down <laughs> to the beach and so-called race it so yeah i mean basically it's been a weird time like not having the bike because i'm so used to yeah, uh, i'm so privileged to normally just have it running yeah. in running order but what i would say is that 
it's given me an opportunity to ride my Honda CRF 250 rally yeah. in London because the Triumph always takes precedence over that. Yeah. And now I've had no choice but to ride the Honda. And it's actually been really pleasant. For those who don't know, the Honda is like basically a dirt bike. It is, yeah. It's like a detuned motocross bike. Yeah, it's it, really? like a detuned motocross bike slash kind of dual sport. And I've had a lot of fun riding it about town. Well, and I mean, I was following you the other day and you can just see the thing soaking up the bumps as you follow it. Every speed bump and pothole, it just disappears underneath it. 100%. And that's like definitely the the number one observation that yeah. I've made. I, I just couldn't believe how sort of not sore my back was. Yeah. <laughs> because with the Triumph, like I've got Hagen shocks, which are meant to be quite good, but it it kind of manifests itself quite a lot like a hard tail, or at least it yeah. feels like that a lot. <laughs> and this thing is just, it's got, you know, big upside down forks upgraded YSS rear shock yeah. and it just soaks everything up and it actually makes for a really pleasant ride around town like you see a speed bump and you go over it and you almost sort of don't know you've gone over a speed bump and even yeah. if you do you just kind of hop you know you, you just bounce, bounce. it's yeah. really it's really pleasant and also being being so much higher up on a bike is a really different experience mm. in London you know our bonnies are actually quite low down to the ground oh, yeah. and that's what's what, what, what it's made me realize as a result, I've decided that I think having a having a sort of dirt bike in London is actually quite a cool thing. Yeah. And potentially a viable option. Like if someone was saying to me, I want a bike that's like a single or whatever, what bike should I get in London? I probably wouldn't say get a dirt bike. No. But now having having ridden it, I would say it would definitely be a contender. Yeah. One of the things that people get so um sort of nervous about is the tires, because obviously it's running like full motocross yeah. tires. And I haven't felt any slippage. I've ridden it in heavy rain, dry conditions, and it's just That's interesting. Yeah, it's completely fine. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in two minds about it now. I think when the when the Triumph comes back, I'm going to be sad to put the CRF away again. Well, I think it would be good to keep it in circulation. Yeah, of course. Almost a couple yeah. of days here and there on it because that's what I'm going to do now with my Suzuki for the re- from now through the summer onwards. I'm going to get the headlights sorted now that we've got the daylight. And I'm just going to keep it in circulation because I do enjoy the switching it up a bit. Yeah. You know, it's nice to get on it and just cruise to work on a different bike and have the pace. And it's, yeah, it's just different. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. And the other week, I also, I think it was last weekend, I was just needing a modern classic, like boost. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because I was like, oh, I haven't had the Triumph in so long. So I went and uncovered the mutt. Here we go. And I got that thing started, which was, so, okay, basically it's been sitting for probably four months really has it been that long yeah i think probably about four and a half months is, yeah. is how long it's been sitting and i was expecting it not to start or at least have problems starting yeah took the cover off un- unchained it choke on first go just happy as larry to start wow no problems at all so I went and filled out with fuel and this was last sunday and i think i was on the bike for five hours in london <laughs> that's a really good stint. i rode over to richmond park and then i was riding around and it just it made me realize like being on a one two five i know that's not something that you enjoy but there is something so simple about it yeah it was like the open face helmet i wasn't kind of racing around because you can't on a bike yeah. like that i was just kind of cruising and, and it was just really pleasant well you can take in your surroundings because you're, you're going at a reasonable pace aren't you? you really can and also you don't get annoyed at traffic around you it's not like oh come on let me slip through there overtake it's just because you, you're just with the crowd you just go with it yeah yes yeah, so you just put along and i was in no rush and it was just it was just really nice so yeah, one two fives still still love them, but still love them, still itching to get the scrambler back. Yeah, and hopefully we'll have it back super soon yeah. with its with its fresh tires. And here's a funny thing, I thought to myself, okay, I'm switching to the TKCs a little bit too soon before the beach race. I think I well, said that. Yeah, to you. you did, you did. And now it's gonna be like they won't even be scrubbed in yeah, by no. the time they hit the beach if they hit the beach. So uh, 
how are you feeling about the beach race? Because it is very, very soon. Yeah, it is. Well, we have, what do we have now? Four days, mm-hmm. essentially. So yeah, so I'm feeling good. I'm feeling quite good. I've got my, my new TKC80 on the back. And your race number's arrived. My race number has arrived. Mine hasn't. Great. No, I hope that's not a sign. Don't worry, don't worry. It will come, it will come. So I've got my race number. I've got the bike essentially as prepped as I can get it. Um, I would have liked to have done a full service because I did one just before the beach race this time last year. Um, but all in all, I think I've I perfected my starts at the mile last year. Yeah. So I've learned a lot from the beach race as well previously. So now I know to let my tire down a bit more. Oh yeah, big time. My body positioning and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, 100%. Hopefully the weather holds its end of the deal. That will be super interesting because there's been years before where it's been really windy and rainy yeah. and there's been, obviously last year it was incredibly sunny. Now, one of the things that I wanted to ask you that has been on my mind is that as part of um, the sort of what's been happening with my bike, yeah. they've given the un- under- underneath the seat, you know, it's where all the connections are and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whilst they were looking for a potential issue like a, a cable that was frayed or something, they've cleaned everything like meticulously oh. they've oiled all the connections <laughs> it all looks like perfect it's like like from factory you know when yeah. you like open a connection and there's like grease and yeah yeah anyway if it does get down to the beach the sand gets up in there and really i mean everywhere oh it gets everywhere yeah uh, because my mechanic was saying oh there was so much sand da, 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 da. i was like yeah sorry about that <laughs> is there any way of protecting the bike against that do you think because yeah I, if there was, I'd love it. I was thinking, could you wrap some stuff in like a plastic bag? Plastic, that's literally just went through my head. Yeah, exactly. But I don't think you can because there's so many, obviously you've got the seat, the connections and, and there's like holes where- Everywhere, yeah. I think it's just yeah. a sacrifice you have to make when you're going to ride on the beach. Yeah. You just have to accept the fact that sand is going to get everywhere. Yeah. And no matter how clean your bike is, it's going to get there. I mean, I was digging out sand for a good couple of months after the beach race. And then even to this day, you know, I changed my battery a couple of months ago on my Bonneville yeah. and I lifted it up out of the battery compartment and there was sand in the bottom yeah. and dust from the mile and it just sticks in there. But I think as long as you clean all the rotating bits, yeah. you know, clean around the wheel bearings and around your chain and sprockets and around the brakes and stuff like that, then you shouldn't really have many issues. Yeah. Oh, I'm really looking forward to it. And um, yeah, I ho- hope to see you down there because we'll be, we'll yeah. be racing. We'll be racing yeah. and hope- hopefully see some of our listeners down there if, yeah. if people are on bikes you know, that would be really cool. Yeah, we'll be definitely on the beach. So if you do want to catch us and have a chat, then by all means, just uh, come say hi. 100%. Now, one of the things we did a couple of weeks ago is we had, there was a Ducati event. Yes. So this was in central London, kind of Oxford Circus, neck of the woods. And Ducati were, it was, what would they call it? It's like the next gen tour for their scrambler. For their scrambler, yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was in a cool location and it was an unveiling of was it, I think it was three bikes. Three bikes, yeah. What were your what were your observations? So I was I wasn't going to hold my breath going into it because mm. you obviously don't know what to expect. I'd, but yeah. I'd seen because they'd announced it already online, and I'd yeah. seen some bits online. Well, I think we had actually seen some of the bikes at the show. Yes, we did. Yeah, so it wasn't like a complete surprise. No, it wasn't like the like the Triumph Chrome thing where no one had any idea. So, in a way. I, I can understand the direction they're going in, but at the same time, they said on the, you know, on the projection, 70% different from the last Scrambler. Oh, right. And uh, I just, I couldn't see it. Yeah, it's a point, isn't it? It seems like all the major manufacturers are just playing it like very safe. Yes. With all their Incredibly. new models. 
and I think that's something that is understandable. Like when you're running a large corporation, like like you can't take too much risk. I get that, but I feel as though in the in the world where people are wanting to customize bikes so much, like they are, like we are, and and our listeners, yeah. etc. I would have thought I would have thought they create something a little bit more surprising in a good way. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that they did offer was for their sort of for their main bike was I think you can like switch out the plastics. Yeah, it's interchangeable for, for different like colors, ten different colors or something. Yeah, they were but, saying color for every different day of the week. Yeah, but I don't know if that's something that like if I could change the color of my tank, you know, mm, every day. No, would I change it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, my bike's become the bike it is from its paint scheme. And this is why I have such a dilemma of a repainting thing. Yeah, well, so I was sitting with someone having lunch the other day and they said, that London Pony guy, what is he going to change his, is he going to change his tank? Are you, are you thinking of changing it? I'm, do you know what? I mean, so a friend of ours just got a new bike this weekend and it's a Street Scrambler 900 and it's got a custom paint job and it actually in person it looks phenomenal. It's um, done really well and it's, it's a black tank with off-white inset panels and it's it just looks good and i'm just looking at my bike thinking to make it my own once i've done the seat the last thing i can really do that i haven't touched yet on the bike is the paint job yeah and that paint job isn't something that i chose really it's it came on the bike so i've just lived with it um and you know it's just in the back of my mind it's niggas like well i'm really asking because you've done the pipes now and that was taking up most of the the airtime yeah if you if you could redo the tank like tomorrow what would you do I'd go for something classic. Yeah. Again, it's the inspiration for the, the whole build. So it would be, I really do like the the old 60s Triumph badges with the chrome eyebrow and yeah. then the badge drops down. It's got the off-white infill with Triumph in black lettering. So fit some of those to the sides and then either go single colour or maybe a two-tone paint yeah. job. But again, it's like if I had to just click my fingers now, yeah. part of me just says do the tank like cream, like an off-white mm. and then side covers black. I do think that would look nice. I think it would look really nice. But at the same time, I'd then start becoming precious of it because, you know, I've got the dents in my tank and the yes. scratches. And... Well, maybe the guys, maybe maybe you could take a leaf out of Ace Classic's book and sort of put some wax on it, whatever they do. Make it and, look, yeah. Because that, that could look smart. Well, it could. I mean, I don't know. I, there's been a lot of ideas that I've been toying with. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely potentially on the cards. So we'll just have to wait and see. Now, now that the riding, riding season is, is, is fully up and running, You've been at the bike show quite a bit, haven't you? Yeah. In East London. Is it bustling with bikes? I mean, what was the what was the car park like? Was it pretty busy? Well, Saturday. Yeah. Heaving. Yeah. Absolutely heaving. So we had, let's think, there was a load of Ducatis coming in, um, probably five or six of them as a group, and then about fifteen Moto Guzzi V sevens. Oh yeah, I think there was a I think there was a, a Moto Guzzi uh, day at the Ace Cafe. Okay, so they'd obviously all come over to Bike Shed. Yeah. And all of these v7s sort of cruising in down the drive waiting to get parking and they were moving bikes around and they had they got to the stage where both sides of the parking at the shed was full and they start stacking the bikes in front of bikes yeah yeah cool and it was really really quite packed but by the time we left a few had left and we managed to get out um so yeah you know it's you can tell that all of the 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 winter garage queens have now come out to enjoy the sunshine. Now, this is something, because, so we were standing on the side of the road the other day, weren't we, when we were admiring your pipes, yeah. and that, a Bonnie came past. Yeah. Now, what was it? You, you knew was, what it was. Yeah, so I, it's um, Tamarit. It's a Spanish bike builder. They do sell parts, but they also do custom builds. Yeah. And um, I think, gathering by their website and the way it's laid out, you can actually choose one of their custom builds and have it built for you. So this was a custom Bonneville 
as like a like a cafe racer, I suppose. It had like a sort of bikini fairing kind of. It was really thing. cool. It, it was blue, yeah. It was blue, and it's all chromed out, and the cool part. It sounded amazing. Yeah, it sounded really good. Yeah, if you if you haven't heard of it, Tamarit. Tamarit. Yeah, yeah. look it up. Tamarit Bonnie. Uh, I thought it was really cool, but as soon as it rode past, it made me realise. I was like, hang on a second, the garage yeah. queens are now That's out, it. and uh, it was like for those of us that have slogged it through the winter, rubbing yeah. salt off our bikes. It's like they now will come out which is amazing actually because i love it when there are bikes out in london yeah. in the summer it's like it's fun just spotting who's well, out even and... um Baratalia yesterday okay yeah. it was quite busy yeah yeah um some of the chrome really chromed up harleys were coming out and you yeah. know the sports bikes coming out and it's starting to build up again that lineup outside Baratalia. so yeah it always makes me wonder where these bikes are kept because there's a lot of them i no, mean like no. i notice it big time like in the winter if i see another bike that's like not a scooter. Yeah. I get quite excited. Whereas now in the summer, it's like at every set of lights, oh my God, there's a most good scene, yeah. there's a Ducati, there's a Yamaha one. Everywhere. And um, they all must be kept kind of underground and in garages and stuff. Yeah, they've got to be. Yeah, I, well, I think it's cool and it's good news. Um, but hard to get a table at the bike shed. Yeah. Now, round the corner from the bike shed is um, is Bolt's new store. Yes. What's tell us about that? Because I haven't I haven't had a chance. Yeah. To get so I managed to um, managed to drop in. So their opening weekend was a couple of weeks ago, and I actually cruised past on the opening weekend, but we didn't get a chance to stop in. So it's on my route from home to the bike shed. So I saw it and I was like, oh, you know what? I just said, let's just pull in and have a quick look. Mm. And um, it's really cool, like what they've done with the shop compared to the the old shop. If anyone had been there, it's night and day but they've tried to keep some of it so i was speaking to um the owner to andrew i think yeah um and he was saying they tried to keep the front half of the shop similar to the old shop with sort of the polished concrete look and then the the back half is new and it's got some timber on the walls and stuff and the artwork's really cool uh, but it's just a, it's a great shop they've definitely um taken a step up by moving yeah. now the main question i would have to ask is what's the bike parking like is it is it easy well, he did say to me, he said, if there's one bike out there, you, you could get a ticket. But he said, when there's a group, they don't normally bother. So mm. he'd had, he's got that, you know, he's got that custom hand-painted uh, Vespa. He'd had that parked out the front and he got a ticket. Really? But then on the opening weekend, there was a few of our friends had been down there with Harleys and Ducatis and stuff yeah, they outside. Didn't have problems. And they didn't have any problems. Mm. So it's just something to be mindful of. Thing is, if I was ever to open a kind of bike establishment in You'd London or anywhere, I think parking is is almost the first thing. Yeah, I think it's more important than anything else. Hundred percent. And I know that his his, uh, I guess he's almost transitioning away from being like just about bikes. It's more fashion and it is yeah and culture etc. But still, I think if you're going to turn up on a bike and there's a risk of getting a ticket, it's not it's not ideal. No. So I mean the the biking the the interior decor inside the shop. Yeah was very much less biking than it had been oh, really? at the original bolt so you know there's like some center tables and he's got the wallets and socks and stuff laid out and there's like yeah. one helmet in the middle and then there's like some vases and plates and yeah yeah you know just some just decorative stuff yeah nice um but yeah it's very much less they've got like one old gas pump in the corner and there's a bike in the back but it's yeah it's not and as did he say what's what, what's happened to his old place no i mean he was saying he was trying to plan well he was saying about planning a party in for the summer. Yeah, cool. Uh, oh, so he's still renting it or owns it? Owns or it, I think. Owns it, yeah, yeah. yeah cool. So um, I think any Bolt events will be there because it's quite a good space, isn't it? It's out the way and they've got that yeah, courtyard and they can do barbecues and whatever. Um, so yeah, I think they still will be using the old space mm. every now and again. Yeah, smart. But yeah, it's a cool shop. I'll be putting some uh, shots on my story in the next couple of days. So if you want to check it out, 
or you can just pay them a visit. Yeah, class. Yeah. Now, before we move on to our guest, the engine, I just there's one more thing I wanted to discuss. Yeah, so go I've on. got a friend who um, has just passed his test. Yeah. He's just done his mod one, mod two, passed, and he wants to get a bike. And I said to him, you know, my first question is, you know, what kind of riding do you want? He says, well, I quite like the kind of the adventure style bikes, but yeah. I don't know if I'd want something streety. And I, I, he basically just wants something that he can get on and do long trips on, but also is kind of useful around town and not kind of too big. Yeah. What do you what do you think he should go for? Like if he if it was me asking you, what what do you think the uh, the best bike would be? So he wants something that he can do trips on. Yeah, like something he could he could go on the continent and do a okay like a two week trip. Right, so a decent sized trip, but maybe also commute on. That's interesting. Because... And he's quite a tall guy. He's like maybe six five. Okay, so yeah, so he needs like a decent sized bike. Yeah. Um, that is tricky because you know you you can't really. I wouldn't recommend any modern classics because you know you're doing long trips like that. You're yeah. just not going to have the comfort or the luggage capacity. Yeah. So it, you've almost got to start looking at like the lower capacity GSs and stuff. Yeah. Because they're... Well, it's interesting you say that because he said to me the F850 or the F800 GS yeah, yeah. was one that he had eyed up. The thing I said to him is he's got a... If he if he buys a bike like that, it's not like the most stylish. I don't know how to say that in like a polite way. Do, do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like you, you're accepting the kind of dad bike look. That's it. Um... And it's not just about how it looks, but also like that feel. Like if you want to be cruising around London with your shades on, on like on a summer's day, I just don't it, think no, like an F850 yeah. GS is like the answer. But you know, I think I think that's probably the bike to go for because then yeah. you can get the luggage and it, you know. Yeah, you've got the luggage capacity, and then also it's narrower than your your 1200 yeah, and true, larger GSs. True, true, true. So you've got that filtering ability and just better for around town, I suppose. But then yeah, comfortable for you've got the screen and stuff for long yeah. journeys and. Yeah, so... Yeah, fair enough. If he's not, not worried about looking dad mode engaged, then... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Then go well, for it. Fair enough. Right, guess the engine. Shall we? Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. I've got something uh, pretty different, but uh, but I'm interesting. excited here. Yeah, here we go. When it first fired up, I thought two-stroke. Okay, yeah, well, it's not two-stroke. But then it started revving, and it almost sounded like a V8. <laughs> yeah, well, um, let me just check if it's got an aftermarket exhaust. I think it might. I think... <laughs> By the sounds of it, I think it does. I think it does. Uh, yes, it does. It does, okay. It's got, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Is it multiple aftermarket exhausts? It looks pretty wide open. Pretty, okay, so we're talking like straight piped almost. I think it is. And by the sound of it, it is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that's got no no baffle. That that tick of it sounds very performance. Yeah, it is. What okay, engine configuration, what are you what are you thinking? I'm thinking like V four. Yeah, correct. Correct. Okay. I, I knew you'd get that because it almost couldn't be anything else no. with that sound. And when it sounded like a V eight, I thought, well, you just chop it into bike size capacity yeah, and you got yeah, V four. Quite right. Um so, okay, so you're right with V4 and you're right with performance. Okay, so it's a V4 sports bike. Yeah. So it's that you're very limited with your options. You here. really are. So pick wisely, because you could be onto something. So it's either going to be Italian or British. Correct. So I think it's going to be the Norton. Yes, the Norton. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Well done. Yeah, it's the V4 double S. Yeah. What a bike. And you, yeah, you sat on that. I think oh, at the show. It's like a how can I put it? A full carbon bullet. 
I've never actually heard one in person. Neither have I. But they look they look really cool. And I just thought it'd be too easy for you to pick a Panigale or a Prilio. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, of course. It's got to be different. All right. Okay. My one is... Well, you know, it's it's actually... Let's make it easy. Okay. It's another bike that we saw at MCN. Okay, we saw about 400 bikes Yes, or another bike that we sat on at MCN. Okay, okay, right. Cheers. Okay, so that narrows it down. All right. Here we go. So, stock exhaust. Yeah, it's definitely a stock exhaust, and it's um. I mean, it sounds like a single. It is a single. Yeah, it's a single. I mean, it sounds. Uh, performance wouldn't be like the first word that comes to comes <laughs> to mind. Definitely not. It's quite lazy. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, it's a single. It's lazy. It's. Uh, the thing is, there's actually quite a few singles out there now. A lot of manufacturers yeah. are pumping them out. I mean. I don't think it's a Royal Enfield because it was too, I don't know. It, I've heard Royal Enfields before and I've ridden one. It just didn't sound quite <laughs> a, as agricultural. <laughs> I could be wrong. Um, am, I, am I right in saying it's not a Royal Enfield? Yeah, you are correct. Okay. Yeah, it's not a Royal Enfield. And to be honest, actually, I don't think that leaves many because it's not going to be, it's not white one. I don't think it's a Japanese 125. It's not, it's, it's too sluggish for that. Um... Hmm. What could it be? It's going to be a uh, bigger. Is it the BSA uh, Gold Star? <laughs> it's the BSA it... Gold Star. Yeah. <laughs> We've actually done quite well this week. Oh yeah, fair enough. I yeah, thought. The, uh... I... But to be fair, once you whittle it down, it's like there's only so many singles that exist well, that sound like that, four, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we've both given sort of similar uh, guess the engines, but on opposite sides yeah. <laughs> of the performance exactly. spectrum. Yeah. yeah, the BSA Gold Star, not a bike I'll ever ever own, but um, no. glad it exists. Yeah. Right, shall we uh, see if there are any questions from this week? Let's have a look. Here we go. So, there's one from uh, Scully Barn. It says, any recommendations for other biking-related podcasts? Well, I can give you the best recommendation, and that is right here on the Midweek Debrief. So, yeah, we shall not uh, promote our competitors. Okay, here's someone. Um, Helberg the Vietnamese. There's these weird usernames. Honda or Yamaha? Honda or Yamaha? Ooh. There's, there's a question. Just for any bikes? I think it's Honda or Yamaha. It's got to be Yamaha for me. Yeah. Just purely for the fact of the R1 and the Tenere. Yeah. <laughs> They're two bikes out of the lineup that I'd rather go for over a CBR and an Africa Twin. Yeah. Just for me. Yeah, I think as, I, I think I'd agree with you. I think as Japan as Japanese bikes go, Honda's probably the most vanilla. Yeah. I mean, Japanese bikes are amazing. You you you're pretty much guaranteed build quality and reliability with all the big four. That's it. But I think Yamaha has the most kind of spice out of all of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I, I, can't, I can't think of many Honda bikes that I would love to own. No. As a proud Honda owner. I just, As a proud Honda owner, yeah. Well, I just like the Fireblade. It's a really cool bike. But, you know, there's, there's always... I think the thing with Hondas is that the competition is always just a better bike. Yeah. I and that might agree. be too much of a sweeping statement, but that's just my opinion. No, I completely agree. Okay. What's the best type of bike for the Margate Beach Race? And that's from Fraser Bradshaw. Interesting. So I suppose it depends. Firstly, you've got to narrow it down to what category you want to go in because you've got yeah, good point. You've got the customs, you've got the classics, you've got the lightweights, you know, you've got all these different categories. Um, so let's just narrow it down to customs because yeah. that's the class we're going to be in. Yeah, perfect. So it could be anywhere from, you know, it could be a 150cc 
bike all the way up to a thousand cc sports bike true so you really do have it all just depends on what you feel like riding especially with the mallet events you know it's so wild you, you get inline four six hundreds ripping up that beach yeah and then you get bikes like ours yeah and it's just would you would you want to do it on anything but the bonnie i don't think so yeah i really don't i i I just love that idea in my head of it's like the closest thing that it's going to get to being in the desert. Yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> Unless I ship it to, you know, to true, LA or somewhere. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah, I think you just anything kind of wacky. Yeah. I think the whole thing with the Malay events is like, the whole point is to race something that probably shouldn't be raced off-road. That's it. And I think with our bikes, it's like there's something lovely about the fact that we ride them every day on the road. Yeah. And then... You know, you still rag them on the beach and that's nice. And then ride them all the way back to London again. And then ride them all the way back to London. So, uh, yeah, I think just, yeah, something fun. Something fun, yeah. Just just get a bike that's not meant to be a beach racer and turn it into one. Yeah. So it can be anything, yeah. Now, Freddie GM is asking us if we would consider the engine guessing game for listeners' bikes. Well, this is quite a good question. What What do you think? I think we could do it. So we could, we'd have to do it if you guys would send in audio files of your bikes... Yeah, or, or a video or a video a video works yeah, yeah. send in a video of your bike running tick over a couple of revs give us what bike it is what engine it is and then send it to our individual accounts so we could quiz each other yeah so I, I, that's actually quite a fun way of doing it yeah whoever you want um to quiz so if you want to quiz jed on his knowledge yeah send it to me and vice versa yeah so uh and that'll be quite a lot of fun yeah so we could put out a story just to remind you guys to send the videos in yeah decent and we can do it that way yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. I guess the only other thing to say today is a massive thanks to Motone for coming back for season three. Yes, big thank you to Motone. And uh, if you need any parts for your bikes, you know where to get them. That's the one. All right. Well, on to next week. See you next week, guys. Cheers. Bye-bye.